Hello, hello, hello. Let me try it again. Good morning. morning. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 1. The first psalm. What's up, Hodgin? Good to see you, man. Justin Hoskins is also in the house today. You guys remember remember him? Okay, great. Um, (laughs) Psalm chapter 1. Well, today is a special day. Um, It's the first day, official start of the new semester for us at Antioch. Our seniors, boohoo, have moved on to college, and now our youth group is in this new formative time, new identity, new vision. And so traditionally, today is the day that I announce the theme for our year that will organize all of uh, the messages, all of the retreats, all of the activities that we do. And so I want to take it out of the book of Psalms chapter 1 and then take you on a journey of how I came up with this theme. So Psalm chapter 1, let's go ahead and start this right, but let's stand up and respect for the word. The book of Psalms is the worship hymnal of Israel and of the church. And this is the way that the entire book starts. Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree. Planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Amen. Will you pray with me? Lord, I pray that as we open your word today and as we talk about um, the directions we need to grow in, I pray, God, that you would, um, by the power of your spirit, be forming these words into our hearts. They'd be more than just words on a page, but they'd be your voice speaking powerfully to us to disorient us, to reorient us. That the less substantial things in our life would give way to the power of your voice when you speak, the weight of who you are. And you would transform us in the encounter. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can have a seat. So like I said, um, on, traditionally on this Sunday, I kind of talk about the theme for the next year. And I want to start by talking about how I came up with the theme and talk about all of the potential themes that I rejected along the way. Uh, so let me take you back three years ago. Three years ago, our theme, so every year we have a theme. Three years ago, our theme was this theme, Elemental, and we talked about the elements and getting back to the basics, word, prayer, worship, service. And then two years ago, our theme was Holistic. We talked about loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, not compartmentalizing our lives, but giving God everything. And then last, last year, the theme was Heroic. Remember that? And we talked about living a heroic life. Uh, choosing to be extraordinary for Christ. And so as we're kind of moving now into 2012, 2013, I'm kind of getting ready to move into what will be my eighth year here. And so I'm, I'm thinking like, man, what is it as I kind of watch generations kind of move up now like, like the people that were in my first class are now, how old are you, Paul, 25? 24. Like he was in my first senior class, now he's 24. Uh, same with Mike Joe, same with Song Yup. Uh, those, guys, those guys were the seniors when I first came here. Now they're ancient. Um, and so I'm thinking, as I, as, I, as I look across like all of these students that have gone through, what is it that I really desire to cultivate 
uh, and that I really want God to do in this ministry this year. And so the first thing I thought of was this idea of the seasons. Okay, the seasons. So uh, right now we're coming to the end of the season of summer. We're moving into the season of fall. And then will come winter, followed by spring. Good. All right, spring. You know your seasons. All right. Um, and, and so like this is true of us spiritually as well, right? There's some seasons of summer, times of joy and celebration. Um, and then there's fall. We always joke that everybody falls in the fall. You go back to school, and everybody spiritually takes a hit and goes down. Then you have spiritually times of winter where everything seems like it's dead and cold inside. And then there are times of spring, right, of, of rebirth and renewal and refreshing. And, and I was thinking as we move through all of these seasons, because that's a normal part of living life, is, is, is sometimes going through a winter, or sometimes going through a spring. And I thought, man, I want us to have a faith that is consistent in every season. Because God is the God of every season. We shouldn't always expect it to be spring. We shouldn't always expect it to be summer. Um, but if we only experience summer, we wouldn't learn the lessons that God wants us to learn in the winter. But, but we want to have this faith that is strong in every season. So that was my first theme idea. In every season. That's not really a word. That's three words that I mashed together into one word. And so there's words that mean like perennial. Can you imagine if our theme, our theme for this year is perennial. It means in every season. So, so that's not what we're going to use as a theme because it's not a good word that kind of captures that oomph that we want to have here. And so then I thought, okay, what is it that we want in every season? And so I begin to think, well, what we want is, is worship, engagement with God in the midst of every season. So my mind went immediately to the Psalms, the book of Psalms, because in the Psalms you have all kinds of people in all kinds of seasons, in all kinds of situations, and they're worshiping, they're praying, they're taking their stuff before God and working it out in His presence. And then I thought, okay, what's a good word to encompass this? And so the next word I thought of was Selah, right? It's this Hebrew word that you find in the Psalms that means stop and reflect or pause and ponder. And so I thought, this is what we want. We want a faith that as we go through the difficult seasons of life, we say, Selah, and we stop and we think and we look for God and we look around us and remember that God is still God in the midst of that season. But the problem with it is it, is it didn't feel tough enough. It didn't feel CrossFit strong, okay? It wasn't tough enough. Selah. Uh, maybe because I have a friend who named his daughter Selah. But, um, but, but there's just there's this toughness in our faith that we're looking for. We want to cultivate this toughness in our soul. And so the next thing I thought was, let's just make the theme tough. Tough. Mike Joe would love it, right? So, so this, this could be our theme, tough, because we want a faith that is tough. Not a wimpy faith, not a weak faith that, that bails out as soon as hardship comes along. We want a faith that's tough and, and strong. But I decided against that because tough isn't that sounds like the Ford commercial, right? Built Ford tough. And so then the next thing that surfaced in my mind was this. Even though. Even though. This one's the most biblically based of all the themes I thought over. And I'm going to show you some verses. Um, this was very, very close to being the theme this year. Because of verses like this. Psalm 23. It's the verse that uh, was shared on Friday night, incidentally. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
So, so this is like saying, even though I'm still in this place of fear, I will not let the fear rule me. I will not let the fear overcome me because you are with me. So even though, I had this even though faith. It's crazy because this morning on the mission's Facebook page, Miso, who's now in college at U of I, shared that she experienced a spiritual attack last night. So she's not even in Haiti anymore. She's at U of I and she's experiencing these spiritual nightmares and just asking us to pray for her. And this is that attitude of even though I'm feeling attacked, even though the spiritual battle is raging around me, I will not let the fear rule me because you are with me. Let me show you another passage. Job 13. You don't have to turn to it. I'll just read it. Job 13, 15. This is a verse that just blows my mind. Job, as you know, perhaps, ha- has lost everything. Right? He's lost his wealth. He's lost his children. He's lost his health. And, and throughout the book of Job, he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's asking for an audience with God. And then he comes down in the midst of all of his raging against God. There's angry words that he says towards God. But in the midst of that, in Job 13, 15, he says, Though he slay me, I will hope. Even if he kill me, I will still hope in you. Though he slay me, I will hope. That's a tough faith. That's an even though faith. But my favorite verse, um, and the verse that just resonates with me so deeply is this verse out of Habakkuk. You definitely don't have to turn it But you can. Habakkuk chapter 3. And in this book of Habakkuk, he's received this message of impending judgment that's going to come on this people. God has told him there's going to be an invading nation that's going to come and destroy much of your people. And so in verse 16, he says, I hear my body trembles, my lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters my bones. So he's not in a good place. My legs tremble beneath me, yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon people who invade us. So he says, I know one day there's going to be judgment. And then verse 17, he says, even though the fig tree should not blossom, Even if there's no fruit on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flocks be cut off from the fold, and there's no herd in the stalls. He says, even when everything is empty, there's no fruit, everything's dead, everything's been ransacked, everything's been torn down, he says, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength, He makes my feet like the deer's, He makes me tread on my high places. This was the verse that I gave to Jessica because she ran on the mountains in Haiti. But there's this idea of even if everything falls apart, and I look around and there's no fruit on the trees, and the vine is bare, and the, and the cattle have all been driven away, and we have nothing left. Habakkuk says, still, still, even then, I will praise him. I will rejoice. That's a tough faith. That's an even though faith. That's what we want. And even though faith, not a wimpy faith that turns at the first sign of trouble, even though, I still wasn't happy with it, maybe because it wasn't a real word. Even though, I mean, maybe I could coin it. You know, you can add it to spell check if you want to. But, but I began to, I think, thought more about it. And I began to think of Psalm 1 and the connection here. 
In Psalm 1, if you want to turn back there, the person who walks with God is described as a tree. I said the person who walks with God is like a tree, a, a person who is planted deeply by rivers of water and his leaf does not wither. In other words, everything around him might be withering and dying, but his leaves aren't withering. And I thought, that's it exactly. And so this brought me then to the idea of the certain kind of tree called the acacia tree. The acacia tree is this tree. It's a tree that it's known to thrive in barren places, specifically in the desert or in the wilderness. It has leaves on the tree. It has, it has stuff on the tree, even when everything else looks dead around it. And the reason it does is because it has roots that are so deep, they're deep enough to find water. So in the middle of the desert, the acacia tree is a place of shade, a place of flourishing. It's significant that when God instructed his people to build a tabernacle, he chose acacia wood. The wood of this tree is what God builds his house out of. It's a tough wood. And I thought, that's what we're looking for. Acacia faith. Acacia-like faith. It thrives in barren places because our roots are deep enough to find water. And that's where I came onto the theme. And this is our theme for the year. We want to be rooted. Rooted. R-O-O-T-E-D. Rooted. We want to be rooted so deeply that even though faith is the natural result. We want to be like acacia trees, rooted deeply in streams of living water. Look back at the text, verses 2 through 3, Psalm 1. It's the first time I've ever taken people through the entire thought process of how I come to a theme. This is what it says, verse 2 through 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in, in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. To delight in the word of God, to be rooted in the word of God is to be like a good tree that has constant nourishments for its roots. So no matter what's going on around you, no matter if there's storms going on around you, you can be still thriving, you can still be alive, you can still be healthy. Why? Because your roots are deep. And what goes on around you doesn't have to affect what goes on within you or underneath the surface. Jesus says, a good tree can't bear bad fruit. We want to be good trees because if we're good trees, we will naturally bear good fruit. So we want to be rooted. So let me give you three characteristics of a good tree. Good tree. First, a good tree is rooted in the right kind of soil. good tree is rooted in the right kind of soil. So this summer has been great for our church Great for our youth group. And there's been a lot of emotion um, that we felt, an outpouring even of emotion. And that's good. But the truth is, is emotion is really bad soil. It's really bad soil to build stuff in. Why? Because it changes so quickly, right? I mean, I can watch a commercial and feel emotionally, <laughs> emotionally moved, right? So there's the story I read last night. Uh, one year ago, at this time, I was in this place called Denali National Park in a- and. Africa, I wish Africa, in Alaska, and hiking through this like, kind of wilderness area in this place called the Tolklat Valley, and we had a couple of really near encounters with some bears that were really frightening, which if you are here a year ago, I told you about them. So last night, I get on Yahoo, and the first story that comes up is, hiker killed by bear in Denali National Park, in the Tolklat River Valley. I had to be careful, because I told James that this morning, and he thought I said, hiker. It's like, 
oh, hiker was mauled by a bear. No, not hiker, a hiker. So anyway, like as, as I'm reading the story, I start to text my buddy who I went with, and both of us are like, all of this fear is like rushing back into our souls. And we're not even there, right? But we just remember what it was like to be that close to a bear, and now to know that in the exact same place where we hiked and camped, somebody just got mauled by a bear, and all of this fear is flooding me now, right? And so, like, even this morning, I'm kind of, like, walking around feeling a little bit jittery, like, like any bears over, you know, like, a bear's going to come out of somewhere and maul me. And, and so, like, like the, the, the point of the story is to say, like, our emotions are so unpredictable, right? And so all over the place. And you can go to sleep on Friday night feeling very blessed and very emotionally high on God, and then you wake up on Saturday morning, and, and it's like, am I even a Christian? You know what I mean? Like Pastor Ben says, like, I'm going to go to China next day. Am I a Christian? You know what I mean? Like, 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 this is the emotional kinds of things that we go through. And because of that, emotion is a really bad place to build something on. It's a really bad place to plant anything in. So we want to be rooted deeper than emotions. We want to be rooted in God's word because when things are dry around us, it doesn't have to be dry inside of us. When things are empty around us and barren around us, it doesn't have to be empty and barren inside of us because the Word of God is our nourishment. It's our anchor, not our emotions. Second, second characteristic of a good tree. A good tree bears fruit in season. Now notice this. We want to get the analogy right. Trees do not have fruit all year round. They have fruit in their season. It's really important that you get this. Because the mistake that a lot of us make is to think that spiritual life is supposed to be lived at this perpetually place of of always seeing fruit. Always seeing fruit. That there's supposed to always be fruit that I can see. And if there's not fruit, God's not anywhere working in me. You see, there are times in the seasons that they're dry and the leaves of passion fall from the trees. But dry doesn't mean dead.